Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find all calm moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus materials from our guest. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Jenny Forks, the creative force behind Jenny Forks Design, and author of Feet First, Braving It with Faith Alone. Welcome, Jenny. We're so excited. I'm so excited to have you with us. Yeah, We've been you. friends for such a I long, know, a long time. time. I think it was 20 years ago. Okay, that we don't met. say that. Okay, but it was. It makes <laughs> us feel so old. I know, I ignore that fact. We were both like 21 at the Exactly. Time. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me today. Well, and it's fun to learn about your dogs. You've had dogs your whole, whole life. life. Whole life. I was two, the very first dog that I got, yeah. so my whole life. So tell us about your first dog. Okay, so I remember bits and pieces. Um, my parents took me to our local pound. I'm from South Texas, and I made a connection, Mom said, with this. She was a yellow lab Rhodesian Ridgeback mix. So I wouldn't leave her side. I kept going in her kennel, and that's who we took home that day. Oh, how fun is that? Yeah. So how did you, as a two-year-old, how did you get used to having a dog? I was raised on a ranch, so we always had animals, and my grandparents, Parents had dogs, so I'd never remember a time without any type of animal. Horses, cattle, and there were always dogs that helped work cattle. But Nellie was the first dog out of the pound that I got that was my pet, and it was at my house. I didn't have to go see her at my grandparents'. It was my dog. So mm -hmm. it was just, I don't know a world without animals in it, especially dogs. Yeah. Well, she was an, a rescue dog. She that was, really kind of influenced. That resonated yeah. as a young age because it taught me to take something in that, I mean, she was a grown dog. I think she was a year and a half old um, when we got her. 
And so she wasn't a puppy. And it showed me that she needed a home too. Not just the puppies need a home, but she needed rescuing. She needed a home to not live in that cage, in that kennel all by herself. So she came and joined your family. She did. Yeah, we adopted her. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that awesome? I love that picture. And then you adopted another dog, didn't you? We did. Um, So I was four years old and my parents came home. It was Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house. And there was this little ball of fur. She was a couple months old, but it was my second dog, Tootsie. And she was a blonde chow chow. And I think she was mixed with something else, but she did have the black tongue and she looked mostly chow. So her name, Tootsie, my mom said that I love Tootsie Rolls. And my mom was like, she looked like a little bun up Tootsie Roll. So that's how Tootsie became to me. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. So tell us about your life with Nellie and Tootsie. Okay, so... Nellie was, they were inseparable once we got them together, and they were a couple of years apart of getting them. Nellie would not leave my side as a child. Um, Like I said, I grew up on a ranch, and my grandparents lived on the same property, so I was back and forth through their house all the time, and Nellie followed me every step of the way. I was never alone, even if I was outside or my parents could see me away, but Nellie was by my side. And then introducing Tootsie, they became sisters, even though there was no relation whatsoever. They were inseparable, and Mm -hmm. their job was to be around me, love me, and protect me. And they weren't taught that. It was just a natural instinct once they became part of the family. Isn't that cool? Well, out on a ranch, I can see there be a lot of dangers for a little girl. Definitely. And being in South Texas, there was definitely a lot of coyotes, mountain lions, snakes, and it was really crazy because I remember a time that Nellie alerted in our garden and kept barking and barking, and she wasn't a very vocal dog. And we were picking green beans. And of course, you know, they're bushes on the ground and you're reaching your hand in. And she came over and pushed me out of the way. And there was a snake. In. Oh, wow. Uh, now, I was too young and I don't really remember if it was a, a if it was a Western Diamondback or if it was just regular. But I just know she alerted to the snake and let us know there's a snake right there. And she got me away. Well, that probably helped your parents a lot to know you weren't really alone. Never. You, you were a child by yourself, but never alone. Yeah. There was one instance I was walking home and it was, I was a little bit older because I remember it. I was probably six or seven and my grandparents' house from my back door to their back door is about 150 kid steps. And I remember it was dusk and down the road we lived on, there was a lot of stray dogs. People dumped dogs. We couldn't adopt every single one of them. We had fence around our back property, but our front area was open and uh, some dogs kept coming up and I could hear them and I was just trying to hurry and get home. And one entered our, I guess, our little acreage. And I'll never forget because it seemed very aggressive. And my grandfather's big German shepherd, his name was Star. And he was like the big brother to my two dogs. He came running across the yard while my two got right up against me and pushed me home and started fighting this one dog. So he chased it off. And I remember that young thinking, these dogs just surrounded me and protected me. Wow. What a picture of God that is. Exactly. I mean, it's like you don't know where, and like I said, it was dusk and you, I could hear, but I didn't know where it was coming from. And then all of a sudden, he, Star was there out of nowhere. I didn't even know he was paying attention. I didn't see him. I, I say they're like guardian angels. You know, they surrounded me and Star stepped in and chased away the threat. And I, it's like when God has our back and he is right there, even though maybe we didn't see him or feel him at that moment. Mm-hmm. He's right there. That's so beautiful to think of because God can provide for us in ways we never expect in situations we don't even know could be dangerous. Exactly. You know, I walked 
hundreds, thousands of times that little path back and forth. And I don't think up until that point, I ever thought of anything other than like, oh, okay, it's time to go home and eat dinner. I never thought of a threat coming out on my, on our own property, on a trail that I'd been on a thousand times. And when you least expect it, something pops up, but God's got your back. And he was there protecting me through my dogs. Mm -hmm. Isn't that cool? Well, you didn't always have serious times with your dogs. You had a lot of fun. Oh, lots of fun. Tell us a little bit about that. So they followed me everywhere. I would go into our tank and swim hole. They'd be riding it. And I remember my mom yelling like, look at the mud on these dogs. What did y'all do? We were really known for jumping in our cattle troughs as, as a makeshift swimming pool out in the field. Even though we had a swimming pool, it was way more fun to get in the cattle of trough. Course. And in that lab, um, Nellie, she'd be right there with us just uh, jumping in. And it's like, oh, hey, mom, you know, and so we had just a great time. It was different growing up, you know, in the early 80s because we went out at sunrise and we didn't come home till sunset and we were with our dogs all day long because wherever we were, we were having an adventure. Yeah, that's so cool. And even when you went to school, they were always anxious to see. Oh, totally anxious. So up until I got my driver's license, both my parents worked. So we, my brother and I, I'm three years older than my brother, started riding the bus home when I was in like sixth grade and we'd get started on outdoor chores and things but when I just remember every single day they would be waiting at four o'clock that's when our bus pulled to the front of the house and you could see their ears perk and they would come running down the driveway to you know the dirt road to meet us down our long driveway and it was just it was like seemed like they were the happiest they could have ever been and they showed pure joy when we got off the bus that's so neat such a beautiful picture it is can't you see God just waiting for us exactly. to figure it out and come home exactly on the bus yeah know? exactly yeah I, I just love it because every day I think about it I'm like man I don't know if there's ever been anybody as happy to see me every single day the same thing and it's like I'm just as happy to see her well and you know that's the way God is too isn't it exactly he's exactly. always happy to see us no matter when we show up or how long we've been away exactly. right exactly yeah he just wants us to show up and invite him in that's true makes me think about several times in scripture where Jesus says knock and the door will be open exactly yeah um, my grandmother has a painting hanging in her house the all the years I mean it's just a small eight by ten but it always showed Jesus it shows him outside of a door with no knob mm -hmm. and he's knocking and I was as a young child I was like why is there no handle on that and then growing up I'm like because we have to let him in and mm -hmm. so it just shows that picture and and I just always appreciated seeing that picture and yeah. as an adult understanding what it meant yeah oh that's so cool well, before we get to your dogs as an adult, because I know you've had lots of them, <laughs> I'd like to take a little break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, and that is the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning are husband and wife, Judith and Dwayne Rivers. I can attest to the Rivers Team deep understanding of residential and ranch properties. Judith and Dwayne genuinely care for clients. Their Rivers team handles it all, from strategizing before the listing to staging, marketing, negotiating, and closing a favorable deal. Buying and selling real estate is stressful. The Rivers team makes the process as enjoyable as possible. That's how the Rivers team is reinventing real estate. TheRiversTeam.com God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, GodInOurDogs.com, including my blog and the sign-up for a weekly thought to ponder. 
with stories based on my dogs and the Want a Treat page. You can also listen to those Thoughts to Ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for regular updates and resources. That's GodInOurDogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. You're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host. Our guest today is Jenny Forks, the creative force behind Jenny Forks Design, and the author of Feet First, Braving It with Faith Alone. We're so happy to have you, and I'm I'm really interested in learning about just a, a little bit about Zeus. Okay, Zeus came along when Hallie, my oldest, was in first grade. My son Tristan was not quite a year old, maybe a year old, and he was a huge English mastiff and he weighed about 225 pounds I at just his peak. Can't even believe a no, dog that no. big. And I'm five foot three, so of course I'm pretty petite when I got him and. I'm just, you know, people like, how are you going to walk this like monster dog? But he was the most docile, gentle, gentle giant is what I called him. Never pulled on a leash, listened to every command. I mean, it's just an amazing dog. Well, you used to walk to school to pick Hallie up. I did. It was about uh, Yes. Yeah, so Tristan was in his stroller and we would go walk up after school to pick Hallie after first grade. And Zeus would be on the leash right with me. It would, It's really neat because he was always very aware walking up the sidewalk. I, I could always tell he was always aware. When he put a leash on, he would just look it around. And it was like I didn't really pay attention to it until one day we walked up to the school. And he loved kids so much. And they could run up and pet him. But when it came to anybody that was bigger than me, male or female, he was still very sweet and I'd introduce him, but he made sure to position himself between Tristan and myself and the other person. And it was, I started noticing that after the first couple of times of picking her up from school. I'm like, that's odd. He went from just laying down to sitting at attention, getting between me and Tristan and whoever we were talking to. And then I started really taking note at that he was guarding us. He was protecting us mm-hmm. and he was ready to take whatever it was because he was between us and the person. Isn't that neat? You've got such a neat theme of protection with your dog. I do. <laughs> and that tight community that got created. I, yeah. We really see God in the community part too, don't we? Oh, we definitely do. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and my dogs are service dogs, so I've lost enough hearing to be disabled and not be able to hear really well, especially things behind me or if I'm not paying attention to. It's gotten worse with age, and I feel that the dogs sense that and are aware, especially when I'm training them um, because they are a service, but they're a service not in a sense of go open something and bring it to Mm -hmm. me. They're in a service of staying alert and aware and alerting me if something is coming. And it's just amazing the natural instinct because I didn't really teach that part. They just get it. And they nudge me and look at me um, when we're walking, if a car's coming. And there's certain things they do, even now, the ones that I have. And let me know that somebody's coming without showing aggression, without showing any type of hesitation. But just, hey, mom, we got you. Yeah. Well, that's a neat sign of protection, too. But I think we need to, I need to ask you a little bit. Okay, so is one of these dogs Zeus or do you have other dogs? I have other dogs now. So Uh, tell us about your dog. So I have... A dog named Rex, and he's half husky, half boxer. 
and he's a rescue as well. I'm trying to imagine yeah, what that looks like. <laughs> he is, he looks like a short-haired husky. Okay. Um, so he has not as quite as short hair as a boxer, but pretty short hair. He has the curled up tail, though, that's fluffy. He has crystal blue eyes and a white head. So oh, yeah. he acts like a husky. He talks. He, he growls. But I say it's a growl. It's not aggressive. He's talking to me. <laughs> um, and then I have Riley, who is a German Shepherd. Uh-huh. And both of them, very protective dogs, natural instincts. I was raised with German Shepherds. It's not a dog breed for everybody, but both are service dogs. So depending on who I have with me at what time. Um, they can fly with me. They can go to the store with me anywhere. And it's just to be there to alert me, mm-hmm. um, especially to pay attention when I can't hear things going on. Yeah, that's a really interesting image that um, they're basically protecting your back. Exactly. And we don't really think about that very much. But it's interesting with your your disability to not have that hearing sense about you, that brings up a whole nother picture of what role God plays in our life if we allow him to. Exactly. I don't know any different because I was born with this and it's just, like I said, I've lost about 65% in both ears now. So I don't know any different. I can't hear thunder. I can't hear a stream, you know, low tones or the water ripples over the, the rocks. I don't hear cars coming. So the lower the, the tone, I don't hear. And so it's amazing when I started taking a step back and looking at it from the dog's perspective of they literally have my back. And when I can't see that coming or something coming at me, they are there. And that's just what God does to us. He sees it coming and I might think, oh, I'm going this way and I'm going to do this. Well, why am I having to turn 90 degrees ahead? Because God saw something coming and stopped me and made me go a different route. That lends a whole different definition to community, doesn't it? It does. It, we're not built to do it on our own. We aren't. We God made us to be companions. We we have our husbands, our significant other. We have our children. We're not meant to go about this world alone. Whether you have dogs or animals, they're a, they are a companion creature as well. And God created them. And to look at those creations and know, hey, I can be there for my dogs and show love and support and they can do in turn the exact same for me and for each other. One of my dogs, when they don't feel good, you can see that the other one jumps in and stays right by his side. Just like when I don't feel good, if I if I get sick or I'm not feeling good, they both are literally at my bedside and just attend in every move I make. They look up, look right at me and they're like, oh, okay, she's okay. And then lay back down. Mm-hmm. What I also find interesting is that you've had the instinct to pick the right dogs that are kind of wired the way you need them to be wired. Was that intentional? I don't know. I always have prayed about God to show me the right animal because I do adopt animals. My cats, I, I go in and I adopt because that's, I believe they need a home. And so I pray going into it and it's like an instant when I see it, I'm like, yep, that's it. That's the one. And as I just hear something on my shoulder being like, yep, you don't need to look anymore. It's that one right there. That's been how I've had any dog. And I just pick it up or pet it or walk into its kennel and like, yep, this is it. I don't need to look any further. And I really do feel like God has paired them with me. And they're very much my personality. You know, so many times we get ahead of God. But that's a really great example that if you pray first, sometimes you can get some really great results if you're willing to wait for it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's anything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, it go into it with prayer. That's our communication with God. That opens the door mm-hmm. and it allows him in to make sure he's guiding our steps. 
And we also have to listen to those uh, those guidances and those steps. Sometimes we don't like listening too well, do we? No, not at all. And, you know, we get really frustrated when our dogs don't listen to us. Yes. Shouldn't yes. we learn something from that? Uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> think so. Definitely yeah. think so. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, it also makes me think of jobs that you've picked out dogs that were wired to do that. Yes. And what that says about us, too. I got to know you because you were an extremely talented jewelry maker. And you taught me just a little bit about beading, and I loved it. And yes. I wasn't wired that way. Exactly. I'm still kind of not wired that way. No pun intended. <laughs> but we can learn from people or our dogs that are wired the right way to kind of strengthen some I definitely, rough spots. I definitely agree. So especially with our friends and the people we surround ourselves with, we all have very different strengths. And when we, men or women, but especially women, when we team up together and we gather and we open up to each other and we learn to embrace those strengths, we can teach each other so many different things. And it's also okay to know, hey, they can do that and I can't, but man, I respect that and I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, that really makes me think about the book that you've recently written and how you're trying to use your experiences to strengthen other people and encourage them to share their experiences. Tell us a little bit about what you're hoping to accomplish. So coming out with the book, it's, it's basically a year in the life of myself. I got pregnant with my oldest at 17 as a senior in high school. I went through domestic violence, sexual abuse, the outcasts from church, the outcasts from school and friends. And I combined all of that, and it's a tell-all um, of that year. And what what I'm trying to do is inspire others to tell their stories. No, we all don't have the same story. Yes, there's overlap of maybe somebody has experienced teenage pregnancy or domestic violence, or maybe not at all, but they've experienced rejection because of something. We all can relate to that. But when we start telling our stories, number one, it's extremely healing for ourselves, and it gets it out there. Number two, I believe God wants us to share our stories to strengthen others and kind of give them a roadmap of how to get through what they're going through and know, hey, with me on your side, with God on our side, we can get through anything. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you bring up a really interesting point, and that is you tell the story of one year of your life when you were 17, but you didn't tell that story when you were 18 no. or even 19 no. or 21 or 25. Exactly. It takes a while sometimes it's, to work through that, it doesn't does. it? It does. So we worked on the book. Um, I have a co-author, and I can tell my story and, and then she helped me put it in writing but what it, it took a couple years to write it and here we are 23 years after this has all happened almost yeah. 24 now mm -hmm. and it's just like and I tell people you don't have to rush it it can be at any point when you feel healed, but when we start sharing those stories, it truly gives us strength, number one, and number two, the people that you're around to understand who you are more to the soul and in depth. Mm -hmm. Well, how can people find your book or maybe even talk to you about speaking to their group? So we carry the book in my storefront here in Bernie on Main Street, also on uh, jforksdesigns.com um, on the website, Barnes and Noble and Amazon as well. And then Bernie Bookstore here in Bernie are the local sources. And through my website um, and email, you can email me to get together. I do speaking events. Um, I've done as large as 225 people so far, and I've done as small as six people. Mm -hmm. I do one-on-one, -on -one, get together for lunch and help people if they're not ready to talk publicly about it. 
I just want to sit. I love people's stories and I want to help them share their stories. And if it takes me sharing my story first and letting you know there is nothing in our stories to be ashamed about because God gave us those stories. Mm -hmm. And if we use them to be a light for him, then he will make sure our path is very lit and guided into the next step. Well, and you also encourage people just to stop by your story even and talk with you. Oh, definitely. Um, Tell us a little bit about your store. I'm talked a little bit about you being a jewelry yes designer and you still do that i still bit. do that i still do that um our jewelry line is carried in about 450 stores nationwide the storefront we opened here in bernie about two and a half years ago was my oldest hallie um her dream was to have a retail storefront so we do that together she's the manager and runner of the boutique we're full men's and women's boutique Um, We carry the jewelry line that I make. Um, We carry a graphic t-shirt line that we design and print. Um, Hallie's my graphic artist. And then at any given day, Hallie's there 90% of the time. And then I pop in and out because I'm usually working on jewelry at my studio. But I'm definitely there. And either of us are there to share our point of the story um, because she has a lot to do with my story and and why I started my business and and everything. She's my little legacy. So we do the story together. Well, it's so exciting. Well, Jenny Forks, I'm so excited that you had time to join us today on God and Our Dogs. How fast time goes when we talk about two of our favorite subjects. Exactly. God and dogs. Yes. So thanks (laughs) for being with us. I thank you so much for having me. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. And yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today, we heard about dogs having a community in their pack at home as well as a community with their human. We talked about having community with God and with one another. It makes me ponder, who am I in community with right now? And how can we draw one another closer to God? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at godandourdogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Dogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers Team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers Team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers Team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers Team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.